do every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on. Yeah, we try to. We try to every single morning for those about to rock. As for you, Marilyn, uh, here we are. Saturday morning, June 13th. Oh, let's see. we got to get ready for the next. The out. June 13th, 2020. It's Saturday the 13th. That's uh, better than Friday the 13th, I think. Saturday the 13th is lucky. Lucky that we're here together for another exciting show. Okay, we'll go out with that. Um, sorry. Had to get my notes all situated here. So many things we do. Every Saturday morning. Hey, just to let folks know, at the end of the show, that's right, another wonderful giveaway. Two tickets, uh, not tickets, what are they, gift certificates. One to O'Reilly's Tavern, Bar and Grill. Over there on Canal Street, another one to Destino's Restaurant. Uh, Destino's ends uh, good through the end of the month. O'Reilly's all the way through the end of July. Past my birthday. And if you want to win these... You're going to call 384-3323 or 1-800-350-377777. We're going to take the fifth caller because I think I have five listeners at 9 o'clock. So after this show ends, not this segment, the show, and we're playing the music out, just call on in. Tim W. from Merced was our winner last weekend. Great, uh, great that he called in. He was the fourth caller. We had more than... We had more than four, so that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna chance it this week. See if everybody's still listening. I tell you, the 6 a.m. hour was rough. That was a rough one. Didn't have any uh, didn't have my coffee this morning at 6 a.m. But we've rectified that. I don't know what they put in that Starbucks coffee over there. Whew. I don't know, man. Those uh, did they come from Colombia? I mean, that stuff. Whoo, Chihuahua, that really gets you going. The line, you could not believe the line over there. I asked the lady when I got up to the window, I said, are you allowing people in? She goes, grab and go, sir, grab and go. So you can go in there and order, but you you must leave. But they, you know, they make it through that line pretty quick. Uh, a lot going on in the news. Monday night, there is a city council meeting, city of Merced, Monday, June 15th. It's, it's going to be a big one. Uh, the agenda that they published, the city of Merced website, the amended agenda packet, as they call it. Unbelievable. 11 pages. 11 pages. Uh, folks may or may not know I have a issue that I've been working on with the city council for a long time. That's on the agenda Monday night, too. So I will be in the audience waiting for my issue to come up. Uh, it's not only mine. It's a lot of folks, neighborhood type of thing. But uh, it's one of the deals where it's going to be a long, long, long meeting. There was another meeting that was last, uh, what, last week, Monday, June 8th, the Atwater City Council meeting, our favorite folks over there in Atwater. I've been watching these meetings uh, with interest because I wanted to see the budget roll out. As you know, fiscal years in municipalities go June to June. They call that the uh, fiscal year budget. <laughs> So whatever your fiscal year, you can start it whenever you want, I guess. Uh, 
I have the fiscal month, and every month is a struggle. But the fiscal year, they look ahead and they try to adopt these by the end of June so it can start July 1st. It goes from July to the end of June. City of Merced is actually in the final throes of approving their budget. It will be interesting Monday night because a lot of folks will, this coming Monday, now the defund the police, you know, reallot uh, resources that are currently going to public safety into other areas, social programs, nonprofits, uh, you know, give it away, that sort of thing. A lot of, uh, lot of talking about that. But in Atwater, they haven't even got to that point yet. They haven't proposed a budget. I haven't seen anything officially. There's been no agenda items uh, on it. As far as I know, there hasn't even been a workshop, which they're really good about. Uh, City of Outwater is good about doing workshops when the when the rubber's really hitting the road there, when it gets down to brass tacks, when there's no other options. They, they like to have these workshops uh, scheduled, but uh, I've seen nothing. But the last Outwater City Council meeting, I'll tell you, it was quick. It was quick. Of course, there weren't a lot of people there. As far as the council member, only three out of five, only three out of five, kind of reminds me of Mars Attacks when uh, they, they wipe out Congress and Jack Nicholson gets up there and says, we've got two out of three branches of government and that ain't bad. So I guess it's how you look at it. Three out of five. It was enough for a quorum. Cindy Vieira and Councilman Raymond uh, was bad. You know, and when you look at the three out of five, maybe that was telling. Maybe that's, uh, you know, indicative of the city staff cuts to come percentage-wise. Well, that's about 40%. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we've seen revenue drop uh, quite a quite a bit here. The city of Merced, tax revenue, sales tax revenue, as you know. Or maybe you don't. There was a pandemic earlier this year. People were really concerned about that for a few weeks. Uh, shut down the economy. Ruined a lot of people's lives, ruined a lot of businesses. Of course, Atwater took some very dramatic steps, some symbolic steps, kind of like watching uh, Kung Fu, you know, where they walk across the rice paper. You don't want to leave any marks, but you want to show you walked across and you made it. I uh, don't know what they're going to do about these budget cuts, what they're going to, uh, when they're going to roll those out. But maybe not being there, maybe that was just showing, hey, uh, there's going to be a little reduction there, maybe about 40%. I don't know. You know, this again, sales tax revenue takes a while to come in. Well, the, the monies we're getting now, they look flush, but they were from two quarters ago. Wait till, wait till these, uh, these quarters that we're living through now catch up. The revenue is going to go down. So I, know, I don't know why uh, Councilman Raymond, Councilman Vieira weren't there, maybe... Maybe there was something else going on. I don't know. Uh, the three that were there, it, the invocation took longer than the council meeting. It was amazing. Uh, I'm teasing. It was a little bit longer. The invocation was a little bit longer than the council meeting. The consent items, the discussion, boy, it went right right on through. Uh, approved, uh, you know, second motion, boom, boom, boom. Then we got to the public comment. And this is where the fun of the meeting is. I got what... Uh, Four pages of, of notes here after the the body of the council meeting. The public comment, the Johnsons, you remember the Johnsons. There are a couple over there that have uh, had problems with the water issue, had a, keeping it on, keeping the bill paid, making, uh, making restitution for some prior bills. I guess that all got resolved. Uh, the uh, male half of the Johnsons there was up first used a bad word, 
What comes out of a northbound bull, the southbound end of a northbound bull, three times. And uh, I don't know if he was testing the council before in prior councils, that kind of potty mouth language would have got him thrown out or at least uh, stopped from speaking. But I don't know. He, uh, he really, really let the council have it about their, uh, their uh, inaction or his situation, how, how they have been wronged. He uh, indicated that it looks like, uh, from what he uh, has observed, Mr. Johnson, uh, in the news, it looks like it takes a protest to get results. He made this cryptic uh, statement. I don't know if it was a threat, but a cryptic statement. Now they know what to do. So I don't know what else they can do. They painted the roof of their house. They have signs in front of their house belittling various members of the council and the city staff, so I, I don't know what more they're going to do now. What are they going to not, uh, not water the lawn? I, I don't know, but uh, they know what to do. So uh, I know that the mayor actually has a graffiti abatement uh, service contracted with a couple of cities. He actually painted their roof at one time. I, I guess maybe he was getting rid of some graffiti because they had something written, written up there. He was also very upset, Mr. Johnson was, Richard Johnson, very, very upset that he had a theft of utilities on his driver's license record through, I don't know how, he didn't understand how that could be on there. He said he can't get insurance. Uh, he said there's a moral here. Or no, I guess I wrote that as a note. The moral here is don't do something that will get on your record to prevent you from getting insurance. I don't know. He seemed to think that this was some kind of a, a false charge, a... Uh, a malicious charge put on there by the city. I don't know. I know it's pretty hard to get stuff on your DMV record. It's even tougher to get it off, and that was what he was complaining about. Then a lady came up. I don't know if this is in the right order. There was a person that uh, got up and talked about the uh, streetlights over at Five Corners being out, and that kind of coincided with another issue where they've had some traffic signals, some street lighting issues that have been really deficient for a couple of years over there. I'm trying to find my notes. But the cat lady, I wrote the note about her. She stood up. She's very uh, disappointed when I say the cat lady. These are people that uh, participate in the spay-neuter program that the city has had for several years. Uh, there's a group of people that do that over there in Atwater, and they have been funded uh, previously, in previous years, previous budgets uh, by the police department. Evidently, they know that there's not going to be any money. They've been told ahead of time, because I haven't seen the budget, but there's no money for their program anymore. Town is turning into a red light district for cats. I guess uh, unabated, these, thing, uh, these, these animals just go to town. They can have four litters a year. Just absolutely unbelievable uh, exponential multiplication. Uh, you know, you thought downtown Merced over there on 16th Street was bad. No, no, I'll tell you, Atwater, downtown Atwater, I guess the cats have really, uh, really gone crazy. There have been a couple of business owners. Interesting enough, Eric Lee was called out as somebody who uh, has gotten on board with the feral cat problem. So there was an appeal made to the city council to continue this, also to the police chief, who really uh, didn't seem to be uh, too interested in it. The one, uh, there was another cat person that came up. Uh, it was kind of interesting because this person praised former chief of police, city manager, 
wearer of all hats in Atwater, Frank Pietro, who did a fantastic job, really uh, underappreciated for what he did during some very contentious times over there in Atwater a few years ago, similar to what they're facing now. She mentioned how supportive Frank was uh, in his position as city manager, as police chief to this spay-neuter program. Boy, Salvador, he didn't even look up on that. I don't... uh, I don't know. I'd like to think that's all in the in the rearview mirror. But Frank Petro did do a great job. His suggestion, I guess, according to the lady speaking, was to open a nonprofit, get a 5013C, get your own money. You know, which is what Salvador has been told about getting his new police department. They don't have any real vehicle to get a new police department. I don't even know if they're going to put a city sales tax on the measure. But this feral cat issue has always been a big deal in Atwater, of course. Last Hope uh, Pet Kingdom out there. What the uh, there's a couple of nonprofits that are based out in that area, but there's good folks there in the city of Atwater that are trying to keep the feral cat population at a uh, you know a reasonable rate. I guess you're going to have some cats out there, but without any kind of intervention, it just goes crazy. So uh, there's evidently a, an Atwater community cat network that was formed in. 2015, after a feeding band, as you know, uh, there was some talk about not letting good folks go out there and feed cats because they thought that was part of the problem, not realizing that a lot of these folks would feed the cats, get them uh, comfortable enough where they could get them, capture them, and take them and get them spayed on their own dime. The city pays $98 uh, to get a cat uh, over there to the animal shelter. And, uh, you know, the, the reality of it is, according to some of the public speakers, the cats are put down. It costs $20 to spay a male and $40 for a female. I don't know why it's higher, but uh, twice as much, but still, uh, even at the highest price, over half less than what it costs to take to the county animal facility. So it kind of makes you wonder, you know, if the resources, they talk about resources being used wisely and defund things. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this cat program is a good deal as opposed to taking them over to the... Uh, Animal control at the county. Out of time for the first segment of Citizen Watch, 8 o'clock hour. Don't call in now. No, wait till 9 o'clock. We're giving away the gift certificates then. But we'll be back after this commercial. We can make it if we try. Coaster lately, I don't know what is. All you got to do is watch the news. Who wants to anymore? We're trying to bring you some entertainment every week. My name's Casey Steed. Citizen Watch, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. So glad you can join me here every Saturday morning. It's June 13th. That's right. Three great fresh shows. I'm not saying they're winners, folks. I'm a little tired today. It's been a long week. They've had me doing a lot of things. A lot of things, and uh, it's taxing. But we are here. I've made a point to come in, as I do every morning, for the morning news. So happy that folks are listening to that. We have a new feature I've rolled out this week. 
It's the Mariposa County Sheriff's Office daily log, their daily report. They put it online fairly early in the morning for the day prior. List all of the calls. And I only read the calls involving animals, animal-related calls. I've read this for years, uh, having some interest up there in Mariposa and uh, just, you know, keep track of things. And I'm just amazed at the number of calls they get regarding animals every single day. Now, it's a very rural county. Yosemite's up there. There's a lot of beautiful rivers, uh, the Merced River. There's all kinds of wonderful things to do in Mariposa, the foothills the mountains, the meadows, and they just naturally have a lot of animals. And the interaction between people and animals I find kind of interesting. So we bring that to you on the morning news, try to every morning. We hope they get that report out early, before 2 a.m., guys, if you can. I know it's uh, tough. Someday we have, some days we have to wait. The Monday is going to be really good because I not only have uh, Friday's calls, which come out today, I'll have Saturday's calls, which will come out Sunday. So two days of calls and I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little uh, hint for Monday morning. A pig bite has been reported in Mariposa. That's right. Now, how how people got close enough to get bit by a pig, I'll never know. But that ought to be interesting. Okay, we were covering the Atwater City Council meeting, talking about all things felines over there. I mean, it's a cat house over in Atwater and downtown Atwater. I guess they're propagating, uh, procreating uh, kittens everywhere. If you're looking for a cat, I think Atwater has one for you. Problem is, how do they pay? Is, is the problem with everything. How do they pay for uh, these programs? And they've been told, look, Salvador, the savior that they brought in from uh, Colinga, Coling Station A, he comes over every day and uh, puts, in, puts in some time. He says, hey, you're on your own, man. Go get your own money. Go find it. Go get your own cat food, 5013C, whatever it takes. Now, these are just people. These are just good people that want to help. They're, they're not really, uh, you know... I don't even know how to do a 5013C, not that I want to, but uh, you really got to, it costs money and this and that. And again, this was something that was funded, again, Frank Petro, former chief of police over there in the city of Atwater, all around great guy, really a hero to the city of Atwater, what he did. He was mentioned in the meeting, uh, I was talking about the cost to get a cat spayed or neutered, and I don't know what the difference is, but uh, you're probably not going out on a, you know, not uh, really... Doing too much after something like that happens to you. Twenty dollars for a male, ninety no, forty dollars for a female, twice as much. Why? Why is that? Why they say girls are hard, uh, more expensive to raise? Ninety-eight dollars is what the city pays now to take the cat to county, county, uh, county, county animal control. Which uh, again, MCOE math. Let's just okay, forty and forty would be eighty. I can do that, and eighty is less than ninety-eight. So two for one on the females. Males, it's like, I don't know, you get a dozen of those done for $98. So, again, code enforcement, or excuse me, the cost effectiveness uh, is, is very uh, evident by getting the cat spayed or neutered. Because once I guess once you do that surgery, uh, no moss cats, at least from that particular one, they do need uh, more volunteers uh, because it's uh, tough. You know, it's, it's one of the few programs in the Valley like it that's still in existence. Last year, they fixed 2,100 cats. Now, the cats weren't real crazy about it, but downtown was because, uh, you know, cats leave a lot of things. Uh, it's it's just, uh, just a mess. So 2,100 cats fixed last year in the city, uh, and what they're afraid of is you're going miss, to miss out on the progress that you have gained. 
in this effort. So if you if you go backwards, like anything else, you know, once you make that progress and then you don't take care of something, well, just ends up going back to the uh, the way it was. I mean, look how long it took the economy to go south, not even two months. Then we heard from Corey Billings. He's the new recreation uh, director over there. I think that's what his title is, Parks and Rec. I know I had him on uh, Community Conversations a couple of, well, now it's like a month or so ago. They were going to have some programs, and he talked about this. A program for summer youth. They're going to have a summer youth program. They're going to, I think it's 10 children max because they have to do the uh, social isolation, the distancing. They're going to have uh, activities where they run them around through different stations, uh, you know, painting, uh, I don't know, all kinds of different things. But what he really wanted to talk about, and I, I talked a little bit about it on our news show, there was an article in the Merced Sunstar about the patriotic porch parade. Now, this is unlike the felonious porch pirate that takes your Amazon package. No, this is a porch parade that is going to show people's uh, patriotism for the 4th of July. Because as you know, or maybe you don't, the city of Atwater has a wonderful 4th of July, 4th of July parade. It's been a long week. Had a 4th of July parade every year, and it's what's canceled. It's a multi, uh, multi uh, deal event, multi-day event. They have concerts. They have stuff going on out at the base where the fireworks show goes. They have stuff at uh, the park there in town. I went last year. It was really well attended. Live bands, beer booth, taco booths, all kinds of stuff. Well, that's not going to happen this year. Of course, there is no fireworks show other than the illegal fireworks that will be going off in your city. But the uh, patriotic porch parade is Atwater's answer to this. You decorate your porch. Uh, judges are going to go out. No, not code enforcement. The uh, the Johnsons don't need to worry. No, it's uh, code enforcement's not going to go out. It's it's judges. They're going to judge your property for patriotic they, patri, uh, patriotic display. They say there's no cost to the city, so I don't know. Uh, you sign up on a city website uh, for this. I think you have to have everything uh, done by June 20th. Just coming up, isn't that coming up next week? They want to have everything uh, up and operating by June 20th. I don't believe there's an entry fee. So uh, if you have your Christmas lights up still, maybe you can just change out the bulbs to red, white, and blue. Get away with it that way. No, again, no person. <laughs> it was kind of interesting reading the rules, which I wish I had right in front of me. Man, I'll have to run and get those. Maybe do that in the last break. Anyway, it was uh, no uh, campaign stuff, no political stuff, no uh, you know partisan, nothing offensive. Of course, no personal fireworks displays. <laughs> Which, uh, again, kind of limits what you can do. Basically, your red, white, and blue. Uh, probably some of the decorations you can get at the dollar store. But they're going to figure out a prize. First prize. I think somebody came up the night of the meeting and offered a $100 gift certificate or something. The first, first second. For maybe free water. I don't know. Maybe you get free water for 10 years or something like that. I don't know. Maybe one of the council members will want to enter into that. That worked out for a while. But this is going to be the patriotic... Porch Parade, unlike, uh, again, the felonious Porch Pirate Parade that takes place in all of our cities once the Amazon truck uh, moves through the neighborhood. Let's see. Oh, I told you, Corey uh, Billings, the new youth, new, I don't know if this is a position they backfilled or created a position there, but the new recreation team member, Corey Billings, as you know, he's a good friend of the show here, comes on. 
fills in for Roger Wood, has a real estate business over in the city of Atwater. He talked also about the summer youth program. This is, again, something they're going to have for youth. They can sign up uh, with the city of Atwater. They'll have them out there. there of course, the splash pad, there, I didn't hear anything about didn't hear anything about the splash pad. No, I'm not talking when you fall off a Crotic's deck over there at at uh, the shores, the lakes, whatever it is out there. No, this isn't a. This is a. Uh, this is a children's play area that they're building over in uh, Veterans Park. That should be done here pretty soon, I think. I would think that would be your summer, your summer youth program. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Lori Johnson, the other half of the Johnsons, came up. She wanted to let everybody know she loves cats. Uh, she said the future will not be good if we don't get cats under control. And, uh, you know, I guess they're a big problem over there in Atwater. I know here in Merced we've done some efforts about that. I don't notice a lot of cats out here in Merced. Uh, there was a comment. This is what I was looking for earlier. A comment about the light out at Five Corners. For uh, 10 years to change the ball. I can't believe that light's been out 10 years. That seems like an awful long time. Then this other uh, gentleman came up, talked about, uh, from Victory Baptist Church, uh, talked about the sanctuary discussion, how he was very supportive of that. His heart was breaking with what's going on in the country, the dissension, and of course, I think everybody can agree with that. He wanted to thank the community for coming together. One of the things that was interesting, and we usually hear from this individual, he was sitting there in the in the meeting, in the audience, cooling his heels the entire time was Darren McDaniel, the uh, senior member of the board representing District 3. I never recognized during the meeting, really kind of interesting, I thought that they would have called on him to give a District 3 report. That's usually how they, how they start off his segment. But uh, nothing, not a crickets. Didn't even uh, look over, I don't know, maybe because Brian Raymond wasn't there. He wasn't called on. I don't know. But uh, I would have liked to hear what he had to say. You know, a lot going on over there at the county, the reopening of businesses. Phase 2.5 headed on to phase uh, I don't know what. Aren't we already into phase four? Everybody's acting like it's four. But, uh, again, just very interesting that Darren was not even called on. But, again, the whole meeting was only about 35 minutes, 36 minutes. The invocation was longer than the meeting. It was really Really in and out. No, uh, no discussion again on the city budget, Atwater city budget. There will be another meeting on the 22nd. As you know, their schedule is the second and fourth Mondays of the month. There's five Mondays this month. So don't wait until the 29th on the 22nd. So we should know uh, what a good week ahead of time before the budgets do uh, what's going on over there. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, motions when they, when they, a couple of meetings ago, Chief Salvador, the savior from Colinga, the current chief of police for the city of Atwater, he gave the officer of the year, officer of the month uh, awards. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it was a year. Also dispatcher award. And instead of giving it to an individual dispatcher, gave it to the whole department, which uh, kind of makes you wonder, is the whole department going to be there? Is that why they were all getting an award? Because next year there won't be a dispatcher of the year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's also been some talk of uh, early retirement, golden, not golden parachute, but, you know, the golden handshake. Uh, why don't you leave now? Don't let the door hit you. You know, we love you, but can we stop paying you now? 
So I understand there's some of that going on over in Atwater trying to ferret out who may be leaving in the next, uh, well, soon. And then I told you, their uh, contract that they renewed with the police department, only a six-month renewal, which uh, usually you do those things for a year or more in the city council meeting in Merced Monday night. They're going to renew some of their contracts for a year or more. So, again, this is uh, you know telling the tea leaves, the handwriting on the wall. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, council comments finished up with those. Uh, council, there's only three of them. Kale wanted to thank everybody for not rioting, kind of summing up his comments. Uh, he said he can't enforce, uh, we can't enforce the illegal fireworks. They don't know how. I find that comment just so telling of government. If you need uh, help, councilmen, on how to enforce municipal codes, I could probably help you a little bit there, give you a little primer. But to say that uh, you can't enforce it because they don't know how, the police don't know how, wow, wow. Uh, Paul wanted to let everybody know that uh, Atwater is a law and order city. He said, what it's a, uh, he said, what a great evening. We can save the cats of Atwater. Uh, I don't know if they can save the cats on the job over there at Atwater, but definitely they want to try to save the feral cats over there in Atwater. So again, very, very, what are we doing here? Very, very interesting Council meeting there in Atwater, but hey, we're out of time for the second segment of Citizen Watch. Man, they go fast on Saturday morning. Too quick. Stick with us through the break. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Reset's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back. What? Hey, welcome back. Third and final segment, Citizen Watch, the 8 o'clock hour. I'd say I'm losing track of everything over here. We've got so much going on. Luna comes in to check his email. He wants to talk. I'm like, I've got a show to do, buddy. God bless his heart. You got to see all this. All the things he has around here. He sets up the board in the morning. I mean, there is every light on, every piece of equipment. I hit three buttons to bring the show here to you. But that's why he's the old pro. The veteran here at uh, Radio Merced, Stevens Media Group. Our new uh, corporate. Hey, if you have any uh, anything you ever want to send. Oh, I'm Casey Steed. The voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Citizen Watch, Saturday morning. That's right, June 13th. June 13th, we have, uh, what, two more weeks in June, then we're into July, and then the elections are coming up. Oh, boy. Hey, you know, I heard uh, the governor, the governor's plan to go all mail-in shot down by the courts. Haven't read that decision yet, but uh, that is good news. That is good news because that was going to put a tremendous burden on municipalities. One of those unfunded mandates. You know, they, they, oh, we'd like to do this, but there's no money. You guys figure it out. We don't have the money to figure it out. If, if you guys haven't figured it out, there's no money left. It's, uh, it's, uh, revenues. Reven- I'm looking at my, my computer here. Revenue is, uh, really down, really bad. So the governor coming out, uh, boy, it was right early on in the pandemic. He didn't waste any time. You know, you see an opportunity. What do they say? Don't let any, uh, don't let any crisis go to waste. So he right out of the out of the shoot. Hey, we're going to go VB, VBM, vote by mail. And I am a VBM. Now I'm not against. I'm not against polling places. Uh, you know, day of voting. Uh, 
I mean, I'm not against I'm not against mail-in, but but come on. It's the way we've always done it, the way we need to do it. I think that uh, there is opportunity there for harvesting when everything is uh, to be turned in on a piece of paper, like a Scantron. And the concern is not what's turned in, but uh, what's not turned in. You know, what if you get a lot of people for an issue, a few against, and the ones that were for it, well, their votes just, uh, you know, weren't counted. I mean, they voted, right? They think they voted, right? So the accountability of this thing is really, uh, really where it gets down to, to prevent voter fraud. And the county elections over there, Barb Levy doing a wonderful job heading up county elections, uh, didn't have the funding, wasn't given with this mandate. So again, great that this has been, this has been turned down. We uh, did finish up with the Atwater City Council meeting. Be very interesting to see what happens on the 22nd, folks. They're on the ropes. I don't know. Uh, they've given. I haven't heard anything about a police station, a, a community center, a new city hall. They've had some talks. There's been some. You know, I think Chief Salvador brought out the old drawings from the closet. He was cleaning out the closet, found the old drawings from Madera. Thought they could dust those off. Maybe you know, put a put his City of Atwater logo on that. Haven't heard anything about that. PPP partnership, the private public partnership, these P3 partnerships we hear that are the way to go. Nothing. Crickets, crickets on that. The extension of measure, what do they call theirs? H, help for the police department, measure H. That was the one that Frank Petro, we've mentioned his name a couple of times during this show. He, uh, Frank Petro, big supporter of measure H, didn't want to see the police department go as the fire department went to Cal Fire. Some people even... Recently, hope to bring Cal, uh, bring the fire department back to the city of Atwater. You're going to be lucky to hold on to your police department. Frank Petro, during Measure H, was literally counting every single vote over there with a letter opener, and he didn't he didn't throw away the no's, but he was sure looking for those yeses. I think it passed uh, seven, eight, nine votes, just a handful of votes, a couple of handfuls. So, uh, again, haven't heard anything, anything, crickets, about putting this on the ballot, the November ballot, Measure H, or whatever they're going to call it. As you know, it was on the March ballot. And instead of extending it for a half a point, which may have been the prudent thing to do to leave in place the existing vehicle, but with no sunset, Again, this was met when originally proposed years ago. Oh, it's it's going to go away sooner than later. We're not even going to wait for the sunset. Well, now there is no sunset. It's like the British Empire. It's never going to, the old British Empire, the sun's never going to set on this thing if it were to pass in March. And will it be forwarded again in November? I, I don't know. I definitely, it won't be at a percent. That failed miserably. They should have just stuck with a half percent. I think that would have been the that would have been a, a good idea. I ran into former Mayor Fall, Joan Fall, a fixture at the city of Atwater. My understanding still has a a little desk over there where she can do business if she needs to be at the city hall, which I think is very appropriate. You should have a whole hall for Frank Petro to do his. Anyway, Joan uh, indicated uh, Mayor Fall, former Mayor Fall, indicated to me that a half a cent extension would have been the way to go, but. She was the mayor, and the current administration felt that a point uh, would have been, uh, you know, really good, giving them a lot of money to uh, build that new police station, maybe maybe dust those drawings off and really do something with it instead of just talking about it. Looked like a roll of paper towels there. Looked beautiful. 
But that's about uh, all that happened. So the city of Atwater has some huge, huge, huge problems fiscally. Revenue. You can be a sanctuary all you want, but if you don't have the money coming in, if businesses can't operate, if you don't have public safety, well, I don't know. The good thing going on over there, and again, nothing uh, from Darren McDaniel. Why didn't we... Why didn't we call on Darren? He takes the time. He shows up at the Atwater meeting. Darren, I'd like to think if you showed up in, in Merced at the city council meeting, they'd call on you. And we'd love to hear a report because you do represent a portion of the city of Merced. And we'd love to know what's going on. If Atwater doesn't want to hear you, hear from you, we would love to. So, uh, again, the never-ending saga we shall see. Don't forget, folks, at the end of this segment, your chance to win Something from us. Good old Radio Merced, Stevens Media Group, O'Reilly's Tavern, $10 gift certificate, good to the end of July, and a $10 gift certificate to Destinos, good to the end of June. Use them now through the, uh, whenever you want, before they expire. You're going to call 384-3323 or 1-800-350-377777. It's just three sevens, three seven seven seven, and uh, you will... I'll answer the phone. Fifth caller. We're going to see if there's five people still listening after this disjointed show we've had. I'll tell you, I will never run out of coffee creamer again. I had coffee. It was the creamer. Man, just got the whole day off to a a bad start. I make my coffee so strong, if I don't cut it down a little bit, it, uh, well, they could probably sell it uh, sell it on the street. But uh, I'm, a, I'm just a little discombobulated. Where do I want to go from here? Oh, I want to thank last week's winner, Tim W. Did a... Great job uh, calling in, <laughs> number four. Uh, great fan of the show. Talked about how much uh, both he and his wife love the show. And I really appreciate those comments. You don't know what they mean to me, folks. I, 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 wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do this if it didn't mean something to you. And when you tell me it does, it uh, really, really means a lot to me. Again, I know I'm not uh, everybody's cup of tea. We don't always agree, but at least we can talk. I love to have this little fellowship we have every weekend on these airwaves. We're going to have uh, the studio open. Again, so we're going to have guests in. This is going to be great. I want to get some uh, live, just something uh, you lose on the phone a little bit. Of course, Raj is going to be back. Roger Wood, great respect for that gentleman. He's coming back in for Community Conversations as the host. So you will not have to suffer with me through that. Going to start that next weekend on the, uh, what's next weekend? The 20th, 620. Is that like 420? I don't know. This All these terms the kids have. Now, let's go to the city of Merced really quick. Oh, let me look. Did I have anything more? Here in the news, we've covered the national scene pretty, uh, oh, you know, I just wanted to talk about privilege for a minute, just the definition of privilege. Because, you know, you keep hearing all about this, you know, white privilege, 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 blah, blah, blah. I always thought privilege was uh, opportunity, but uh, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm uh, looking at it wrong. So I looked up in the dictionary because, again, you know, words have meanings. Privilege is a noun, two words, noun and a verb. But the noun is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted to or available only to a particular person or group. When you use it as a verb, you are granting a privilege to that uh, group or, or person. And again, affirmative action uh, was one of these things that we are now talking about. You talk about regurgitate some of the old ways that didn't work. Uh, affirmative action in California back on the, back on the legislative uh, calendar, the assembly voted to take this to the voters. Uh, two-thirds, I think, is what it needed. It'll go right to the voters. It's supposed to be on the ballot. Affirmative action, Really? Again, I'll go back to uh, the words of Dr. King that he had hoped that someday, and this was back in the 60s, I was 
It was alive, and I had that same hope that we would judge a person by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. But uh, here we are. Here we are. What's old is new again. It's like I say, folks, we've got a space race, racial injustice, a Cold War. It's the 60s all over again. You know, we're fighting with China, with Russia. We just lost. Did anybody remember the fantastic technology, uh, technological achievement we accomplished at the end of this month when we launched the Dragon 2 or Dragon 1, whatever it was Dragon behind it, up to the space shuttle successfully, or the space station, successfully, because we haven't had anything since the space shuttle. Where did that achievement go? That just went right out the window. Right out the window. So here we are back to the 60s. The racial injustice, the, the, the protests, the, you know, it's like Berkeley all over again. But, it, but this time you can't protest in Berkeley because, you know, they don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to offend anybody. No, it's, it's, really, it's really wacky. So when I, I looked up this privilege, this word that we throw around, and uh, I think that uh, you make your way in this world based on the choices, the personal choices that you make. Your actions have consequences, and we'll probably talk about that later on. There was a show that I appeared on a few months ago. I think it was this year. Sunday Morning Matters. It's on 8 o'clock, uh, KC24, every Sunday. They were talking about, uh, they had a couple of guests on. And a very, very uh, respectful one guest was. The other guest just completely disrespectful to the opinions of the other guests to the point that when the one guest was making a comment, these were both young people of color. One had a conservative view. One had the defund the police. The vandalism was okay because that's how you get things done. Nothing got done until corporations uh, were looted. Their stores were robbed. So that was the two divergent views. But the conservative young person's view was over, uh, you know, just overspoken by this other person whenever he said something that she didn't like. Very, very disrespectful. It was so sad to see that because we can't even have a, a Sunday morning news show, a talk show, where you can disagree and talk. And I know our show, we have guests, and I would love to have Alan Brooks or anybody, any of these folks that would like to discuss in a coherent, rational manner without getting uh, emotional, as I saw last week at the courthouse on the steps, the protest during the day, the demonstration during the day. I'd love to have people come in and talk. And again, that domain, PSA at RadioMerced.com. You just write to good old case and we'll, we'll get in touch with you. But we're going uh, to listen to each other's views and talk about them. But I, I didn't like what I saw where we have this cancel culture when terms are used, the snarkiness, the rudeness, the, the snide comments, the innuendo dismissing what this person is saying, not even listening, not even listening. When they just hear one word, the triggering... You know, uh, people have been woke for a long time. You guys just didn't wake up. You know, you, you, you kind of act like you're Rumpelstiltskin there, that you just suddenly found out about all these things that have been going on forever and ever. Trust me, people have been trying to address these issues for a long, long time. And to see this cancel culture where we get rid of statuary and history, where it won't be taught because it's not there anymore, is just... An overreaction, my friends. It's an overreaction. We're out of time. 
Hard to believe how quick it goes. I'm going to talk about the Merced City Council meeting. 11 pages on the agenda. I don't think I'll get to it all. We'll cover the highlights in the bonus half hour. Would you know what it's time for now? That's right. Time to call in for those, uh, those gift certificates. One for O'Reilly's, one for Destino's. 384-3323 or 1-800-350-3777. I'll take the fifth caller. And if you didn't win, doesn't mean I don't love you. I love all my listeners. I couldn't do it without you. I really appreciate you listening. Tune in for the bonus half hour. If not, we'll see you next week. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Bye-bye.